0: Welcome to Equip, a special edition of the Teen Pact podcast brought to you by the Teen Pact Alumni Network. Here, we provide tools and resources to help you navigate your career, grow in your faith, and equip you to glorify God through your talents and passions. Thanks for joining us.
1: Welcome to this edition of Equipped, which is a monthly podcast by the Team Packed Alumni Network to encourage you in leadership, spiritual growth, and career development. My name is Carlin Sullivan, and I will be your host today, and I'm really excited to speak to our guest this afternoon because it's someone I know quite, quite well. I'm happy to introduce you to, to my son, Patrick Sullivan. Patrick, welcome to the podcast. We're excited you're here.
0: Glad to be here. It's i uh, uh, I've never been on a podcast before, so you know if it's a uh, if we do it with my mom, it's a pretty uh, pretty okay. unique experience.
1: All right, so we'll just try to cut out the mother son thing and try to be as professional as we can, <laughs> but we'll have fun doing it. So yeah. Um. Well, before we get started on our topic today, tell us a little bit about your experience with Team Pact.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I've I've heard about Team Pack for a really really long time. It uh, started in 2011, um, and I remember going to my very first one day. Really had no idea what was going on. Um, I just knew that I was going to make a bill, and I think it was on like making National Hot Dog Day or something. Um, and you know, from then on forth, I was I was the I was essentially the state coordinator's kid. I was always the the guy who really would try to find a backdoor way to try and get his bill to the top of the docket, or I would. I don't know, like never really get the memo. It's like, hey, you probably shouldn't speak for 30 minutes in the well or something crazy like that. Um, but no, I just did the one day a lot um had always shadowed four-day classes without being a student and just kind of saw glimpses and really looked up to a lot of guys uh, and girls that were all involved in team pack, whether those were students, staffers or interns or program directors, um, or even people on leadership. And you know, as I went to my first four-day state class in 2016, I um, just went through that for a couple of years Eventually, staffed in 2020 and 2020, uh, 2019 and 2020, and uh, eventually got the opportunity to be uh, a traveling intern with the ministry in 2021. Um, and, you know, throughout my entire time at Team Pact, I've just learned countless lessons and experiences that have really, really stretched me. And so many stories that I've even, you know, still mention in job interviews and internship interviews today. Um, and I'm excited to kind of share you know, how I've been able to correlate those experiences, you know, that I've learned in team pack to how, um, from what I've learned, especially where I am right now in college, um, and how that's just really, you know, applied to my life and, and how much that team pack can truly teach students that are very valuable lessons that not only, you know, pertain to, you know, the political world or the community leadership world, but, you know, into multiple different industries that you may want to pursue, you know, after school. So hope to be able to share that with you today.
1: Well, oh, great. So where are you in school? Um, what year are you in and what are you studying?
0: Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i currently about to go into my junior year at Auburn University. you located in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, I'm majoring in finance with a minor in political science. Um, you know, went into my freshman year in the fall of 2021, right after uh, my internship with Teen Pact um, and have really loved my experience at Auburn. have really built some really amazing friendships and really just awesome Christ-centered community being involved and plugged into a church or a local church there in, uh, in Auburn, Alabama. Um, and it's just been able to, you know, be amazing, not just to be able to, you know, be in a new environment, especially coming from, you know, being homeschooled for a large period of my life, uh, but being able to, you know, really just do something that's very out of state um, and, you know, be able to build up really solid community and also be involved in multiple different extracurricular experiences that have been able to, you know, really stretch me, but also have given me amazing leadership opportunities to be able to not only you know grow as a freshman you know when I came into college, but also to be an upperclassman you know, coming into this next semester.
1: Mm, that's awesome. You know, when I, your dad and I were going through college and getting ready for our careers, it was enough to have a really good GPA and some leadership opportunities on the college campus. And that typically opened doors and you've got interviews and things like that. But it seems like things are changing. I think when we went we're going through you know, career recruitment, I think like a 3.0 was good enough <laughs> to actually get you into an interview. And now it seems that that GPA is much higher now, which would not have fared well for me, I don't think. But anyway, um, it seems like there's been a huge push um, since I was in school, which was quite some time ago, and the value of internships. It seems like employers are wanting more of a on-the-job experience to show whether or not you have the skills that they're interested in. And for a student going through an internship, I think it's very telling of whether or not this is an industry you want to pursue. I know many people come out of internships and say, you'll say, how's your internship going? And I I don't like it at all. I'm like, well, then that was the value of the internship. You know, that's not for you. Um, Are you seeing that true in your, um, on your college campus? And then in the finance world, the, the more value is being placed on internships?
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think it, you know, it can sometimes depend on the type of industry that you want to get yourself into.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I think, you know, thinking more about it, whether that's something that you're trying to go, let's say you're trying to go into finance, or maybe you're trying to go into you know, in- engineering or a more industrial minded sort of career path after college, or maybe that's going into the sort of the creative realm, there's mm-hmm. going to be different opportunities for how you need to be able to learn and garner very specific skill sets that can apply to a job and especially, you know, where you know what employers are specifically looking for um you know college and internships are essentially night and day um and what i mean by that is that although you know in college classes you're learning the valuable lessons and the theories behind you know what not just why the world works but simply the lessons that are you know essentially the base place for you know how specific subjects are done you know if i'm if i'm majoring in finance you know you're going to take an accounting class whether you're going to be an accountant or not, because it's a valuable lesson that's, you know, held within the entire industry. Um, And I'm not going to go be an accountant, I'm doing something, I'm trying to pursue a career path that's very different. But the lessons that you take from each of these different classes that you take, you know, within your specific major, you hopefully get to apply those specific skills to an actual real world experience, um, which can be found in internships. Um, And that's definitely been something I've been able to learn a lot. Um, I was, uh, this past summer, I was able able to have the opportunity to intern with Ameriprise Financial. Um, And in that specific scenario, I've been, you know, working in Excel, trying to balance and reallocate different investment products across many different client investment portfolios, learning about more investment products and how, you know, when you're working on different changing markets, whether that's, you know, locally within the U.S. or maybe that's working into global market funds or anything um, any sort of investment products that are reaching outside of the U.S. or maybe even going not just into the stock market, maybe even going into fixed income, which sure. are more focused on bonds. Um, it's an amazing experience that, you know, is not particularly taught so much in classes because you're more so learning the math behind why, um, you know, specific subjects are taught or more so the theory behind it instead of, you know, how to actually do X, Y, and Z. Um, although college education is extremely, um, you know, gratifying and something that you learn a ton and something that is a massive stamp of approval when it comes to resumes and eventually getting a job, um, outside of college internships are extremely important. And I would very, highly suggest for anyone, you know, going into their junior year and even senior year in those summers in between. Um, but I mean, never to, um, I don't want to ever try to overstimulate like, oh, you need to work boom, 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 like on internships and in corporate settings and working with different, you know, high level, you know, intelligent employees with different companies. But, you know, especially, you know, after your freshman year, go do something fun for that summer. You know, I worked at a summer- You did.
1: What, what did you do after your freshman year?
0: Yeah. After my freshman year, um, there were buddies of mine that I knew that were going to work for these these banks and, and, and other, you know, small investment firms. But I was like, you know what? I feel like this is one of, you know, a, a summer that I can really just do something that's very creative- out of the box. and I worked for Pine Cove in Columbus, Texas, right outside of Houston. Mm-hmm. And that was an amazing experience. So although there's a lot of lessons from, you know, being a camp counselor for, you know, middle scores that may not specifically <laughs> apply to how I'm going to hopefully reallocate an investment portfolio. It's an amazing experience, an experience that stretches you personally, that can definitely apply to how you work as an employee, in yeah. any sort of company or any sort of career path that you choose to go into.
1: Well, it makes um, you a well-rounded person. And, and I think employers, yeah. that. They, don't, they don't necessarily expect you to have these internships, you know, for three straight years, but if you can do it yeah. after sophomore year, great. That's kind yeah. of you know, gravy, but going into your senior year, those junior um, summer internships are super important. Um, in addition to, have an internship you do have to maintain your grades but I see your point on you know not everything is taught in the classroom and not and not all fields require an internship nor a college degree I mean there's lots of wonderful careers out there that are in the trade industries and those would be more apprenticeships so when we say internship really for um, a trade it could be an apprenticeship which is just as valuable in that particular field and both are wonderful career paths to take depending on what your interests are. Um, I know that you spent just a ton of time trying to find the internship you had, Uh, you were working on it for this summer, but particularly for next summer, and you've already signed in June 2023, you've already signed with Goldman for 2024 um, in Atlanta. But I know that you were talking with so many different companies, and you were always networking and having these calls. First of all, I want to ask you this, how, how did, did you ever feel like it was intimidating to have these calls with these individuals?
0: 100%.
1: Yeah. Especially from the beginning. Yeah. How do you get over? How do you make yourself do this?
0: Absolutely. You know, you have experiences like that, especially when you're in team pack, you know, when you're a 13 year old having to present your bill in front of, you know, 50 to 100 students where they're they're at your state class. It's nerve wracking when you have to really put yourself out there and, you know, present yourself and especially some ideas you may have. Um, And I even remember from freshman year where I Wanted to reach out to different high, um, high-level individuals, or even you know individuals that may have just graduated you know, two years ago, but had really had some years of experience, especially within the finance industry, that were working for companies that I hoped to be able to you know intern for in, in a possible summer in between my junior and senior year, and hopefully be able to work for a full time out of college. Um, and in those networking calls that you talk with different individuals, it's extremely intimidating. But it's almost like this massive hedge that you eventually need to sort of jump Mm -hmm. over until you really get to have those opportunities to ask questions, to learn more. And if in in those calls, if you truly put yourself out there and you have the, and you're able to communicate well about why you want to go into a specific industry and why you want to build a relationship and learn from that specific person that you're talking to that works with a specific firm, they will see that sort of drive that you have in that sort of wanting to learn and to ask questions. And you learn every single call as it goes on, on how to carry a conversation well, especially when you're in a professional environment, when those people are taking specific points out of their day, when they could be working on projects that they have, you know, on tasks and on hand to be able to talk to you and hopefully give you some piece of piece of advice. So right. very intimidating, but you eventually learn.
1: And I think most people want to you know, extend a hand down to help someone as particularly if they had been helped by somebody, you know, just to give them those few minutes. And so uh, talk a little bit about how you find those people, the importance of networking. You explain that um, or Mm -hmm. in these networking calls. How do you find the people to actually call?
0: Yeah, I I, honestly, the first word that comes to my mind is LinkedIn. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you uh, don't know what LinkedIn is, simply just go on the app store and, and download it and just make an account and just look at it. Um, essentially, on LinkedIn, you are looking at multiple different profiles of of, of different employees across hundreds of thousands of different companies and different positions and different experiences, and you kind of get to see a virtual resume of what that looks like. So, I'll take for this for an example. Um, for a while in the past couple of semesters, I really knew that I wanted to hopefully try and build some connections at JP Morgan in New York City. Um, so I would go on LinkedIn and I would type in, uh, you know, invest, I would type in keywords like investment analyst or associate or portfolio manager or investment specialist or whatever things that pour, you know, different, different job piles that pertained to specific industries. You know, I was able to build up connections with people that I personally knew or people that, you know, were different students or alumni. From, um, from Auburn University as being a student there, I was able to be like, oh, wait, there's this Auburn grad who, you know, works for JP Morgan in New York. And from there, you have to realize, you're like, okay, well, how do I contact them? You know, one of the biggest things that I learned is that messaging someone through LinkedIn is not, honestly, is not the most um, effective way of truly reaching out to a person. And an email is one of the best ways you can try. Um, And, you know, probably the first question that comes to mind is like, well, how do I get this person's email? Like, I have no idea what it is. If you simply type in a specific company's name and then the words email format into your search browser, Rocket Reach or different other companies will show the different email formats that you need to be able to use if you want to reach out to a specific employee in that company. Now, don't take this, for example, like don't email the CEO of Lockheed Martin and think that it's (laughs) going to work. That's not what I mean. Um, but for a lot of these, you know, sort of um, entry-level jobs at these specific companies, let's say for Dave Morgan example, as meaning and in using in, my, in, my, in this example specifically, um, I would take, you know, jane.doe at jpm.com, and that was email format. And I would just insert their name, and I would just try it out. And, you know, if it didn't work, I would get an email back that said, like, hey, this is not an email, or it's a canceled send or whatever. But if I didn't get that back, it's kind of like a sort of a sign that, okay... That was most likely their email and you know sometimes you got to send out 15 to 20 emails a day and maybe you'll get one response back and sort of as you just keep grinding and some people are going to be able to take time out of their day to be able to you know schedule calls and as you sort of plan that out in your calendar especially you know when you're using uh you know uh, emails like outlook or gmail that have calendars connected to them you can send calendar invites and schedule calls and sort of just put yourself out there so you know using LinkedIn just to find people and then using that strategy for email formats was definitely the most effective way of how I was able to you know build connections and then you just kind of go from there.
1: What about friends of friends? I would always I saw that you would often you know talk to Dad and nice friends about, oh, he's in this industry and you'd grab coffee and that led to four more contacts. And that talk a little bit about that. How important was that in your networking success?
0: Absolutely. There were people that you know went to you know growing up that I'd always talked about um, that were, in the finance industry that, um, you know, you know, my dad knew, um, as being someone who was in the finance industry, but they grew up, grew up going to church with them. They were essentially like a family friend. And mm-hmm. I never really thought about, you know, like, wow, like, although I've, I've known this, this one family or this one father of this other family, because, you know, we would have cookouts together on Sunday nights or whatever. Maybe I can actually talk to him about, you know, what he does for a living and what he's been doing for about 20 to 30 years in his career. And it sort of changes your perspective. And I never want to encourage someone to, you know, be like, oh, now you are going to use this person so that you can gratify yourself. Not at all. That's not what I mean. I'm more so focusing on, you know, trying to build out relationships with people and trying to ask questions because you know that they are further along than you and you want to learn. And they understand that where you are coming from, you know, as a student that's trying to get a career in a specific spot because they were in, in your exact shoes. Obviously, in a different age when the internet wasn't something that they could use to you know, use LinkedIn or use email formats or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you are able to sort of, you know, talk with people that, you know, whether that's from your church or your community or family, friends, or even direct family, that will sort of start to, you know, build out relationships and build out connections that, you know, if you have a, you know, a good relationship with that person, they can be like, Hey, I know a colleague of mine who would also love to be able to speak with you because of the conversation that we've been able to have today.
1: And didn't that happen with you at, at J.P. Morgan because you were kind of far? You were kind of pursuing them at the same time that Goldman Sachs was happening. Didn't some of those contacts happen because someone entered, made that connection, and it wasn't a cold call or a cold email per se?
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, so
1: being, a of, yeah. yeah uh, being a part of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Being a part of Amherst Financial Management Association, association, or I'll just say FMA, um, which was an extracurricular program that I, I, you know, interviewed for and was able to have the opportunity to be accepted into. um, Through that program, there were a lot of Auburn alumni and people that I was introduced to personally because they would come down for Auburn football games or anything like that or were, you know, were in that program before they, you know, graduated from Auburn, you know, a year back or two years back that I was able to be introduced by, you know, our local advisor, who is Tracy Richards, who's been, you know, enormously helpful in, in helping me, you know, in guiding me on how to, you know, get your foot in door into the high level finance industry, whether that's focusing on investment banking and asset management, which, you know, is sort of crowded by a lot of kids who you know go to Ivy League schools and you know don't come from Southern State public schools or SEC schools or anything like that. Right. Um, and you know through that experience, you you soon learn about how important it is to build out at least one relationship, and it's so much better than just doing nothing and simply just putting your application in the in the box and pool full of hundreds of resumes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that experience, you know, I, I remember you know, being introduced to one person at JP Morgan. And that eventually led to three people or two to three people down the line that eventually just introduced me to other other people and other people that were in that office. You know, that will eventually help you again, you know, when it comes down to, you know, they're picking out resumes to see who's going to get interviews because three or four different people in a specific office in a part of a branch or sector within a company, such as JP Morgan will be like, hey, we've all talked to this kid and we really like him. And yeah. that will sort of, you know, give you an opportunity to get an interview, hopefully.
1: Well, you never want to underestimate the, the connections that you have or that people yeah. have or um, underestimate how a simple connection can really lead to something big. And it's just having the courage to open your mouth and just ask questions. You know, I think, yeah. you know, when you're 12 years old, you don't care what your parents, friends do for a living, for a career. But when you're 17, 18, 19, 20, you're like, oh, now I care, Now, now I'm interested. Uh, you talked sure. about your connections at Auburn and and that, and I cannot help but make a plug for the Team Pact Alumni Network because, you know, if people join the alumni network at um, TeamPackAlumniNetwork dot Network.com, you can uh, give us your information and then we can make those connections too. Because not only did you make those Auburn connections, but you know, I know you're a member of it, so somebody could come in in a couple of years and look you up, and now you can extend the hand back down to a. Recent Team Pact grad who's looking to maybe attend Auburn or is interested in finance or wants to hear more about how to successfully find an internship. Would you be willing? I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Um, in our show notes, if I could put your contact information, if people listening might want to reach out to you for some advice, would you be willing to the appropriate answer would be yes.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. No, 100 <laughs> percent I think okay. anyone, you know, being a part of Team Pact and, and growing yeah. up there, I know what it's like to, you know, come from that experience and, and would love to talk to anyone, you know. That is interested, whether that's, you know, uh, maybe going to Auburn or trying to get, you know, into the finance industry, because I know how hard it is to just get an internship. Um, and being able to sort of lock that down for next summer uh, is not only just very, you know, sort of a massive weight off my shoulders, but it's definitely something that, you know, you can come from a homeschooled family and be a part of Team Pact and go to college and get your foot in the door. And that is no matter. And this is something that I definitely forgot to mention. If you go on LinkedIn and you type in, let's say, for example, Liberty University or Bryan College or whatever, and you simply, there will most likely be an account. If you just tap on the the, on the button that just says alumni, I guarantee there will be north of a hundred thousand accounts that will all be in that group. That you're like, wow, these are a hundred thousand alumni that I could possibly reach out to. You know, that could be at you know different companies that I hope to be able to work for one day. And okay. just having that one connection that they come from your all alma mater, that's at least better than nothing than me emailing some dude from, you know, that went to Oregon that right. I have no connection with. So definitely very helpful. But yeah, I would love to talk to anyone.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, encouragement. It, it,
0: I mean, if there's, if I mean, it's, you know, I I, I can, I, I know it coming from experiences of when it comes to the finance industry and stuff, and there's so much that I, I'm excited to be able to learn. And I'm definitely no expert when it comes to, you know, the stock market or whatever. But the biggest piece of, piece of advice is that I could give to anyone that is trying to get into any sort of industry or any sort of company is that. Work on yourself and how to communicate your story best. The beginning question of any of every interview I was able to go into um, and eventually getting, you know, other offers from other banks, um, having the opportunity to interview with them and go through, you know, final interviews called super days where you do multiple interviews over and over. The first question I always got was tell me about yourself or walk me through your resume. That is the first impression that you are giving to an employer. And if you're able to communicate your story well, of why you want to go into an industry, where you came from, especially for a lot of kids that were homeschooled, which is very different from a lot of people and growing up in Team Pact, mm-hmm. it's very important. I think in every single one of my interviews, I mentioned a story from Team Pact. Because of the stretching experiences that I was able to learn, not just from being a student, but going all the way up to being an intern with the ministry, there are so many experiences that you can learn from this organization that you can definitely apply to your own life that show not just your perseverance or resiliency, but also how you can be a leader within your own community and how you can hopefully apply that to a to a job after college.
1: That's that's great. Well, Patrick, thank you, thank you for taking the time to uh, speak to our audience today and for sharing just such valuable information and for being willing to be a resource as you have been on the receiving end of of, the, of those resources. So we appreciate. It. We're excited to see. I get a front row seat to watch what your career. Becomes, um, but uh, but we are excited to see where the Lord takes you. So, thank you.
0: Absolutely, anytime.